The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. Hello, Sunshine, and welcome to episode three of She Was the Fire. It's time to stop dancing in the dark. Let's start your fire and ignite your spark. Welcome back. And today's episode is going to be all about productivity. I'm giving you my best productivity tips. But before before I get into that, let's talk about my week. So nothing too exciting, but a couple of little things. So last week I had my normal, you know, fortnightly immunotherapy it went quite well. So that was good. I haven't had any bad reactions for a few weeks now, which is good. They've really sorted out the drugs. It's like a mixture of antihistamines knocking me out and steroids. And I seem to be able to get my um, my reactions under control. So that's good. And then after it, I'm kind of just, I guess, tired for a few days. It's kind of like a different tiredness that I've ever experienced before. I don't really know how to describe it. You just feel like an old person, I guess I would say, like what I imagine to be like, I've just had enough, <laughs> you know, like uh, you just feel like older people, like you get sore joints and just gets to like three o'clock and you just feel like, oh, I've had enough. And that's pretty much what it feels like for the first few days after immunotherapy. And then on the weekend, what I did was um, I cleaned up my entire house. So during isolation, I had these grand plans to every weekend, I'm going to choose one room and I'm going to completely overhaul it. And I did that at the start, but then I stopped doing it. And then what I did was I messed those rooms back up. So what I did on my last day of isolation, because we came back to work full time um, now. So what I did was I completely overhauled my pantry, my fridge, my freezer, my bedroom, my cupboard, my beauty room, Everything was the office space. Everything was done. I cleared stuff out. I tidied things up. It was like organizational porn over on my Insta stories. Uh, At first, I wasn't going to share it because I was pretty embarrassed with how messy I am, but I shared it and it really went off on my Instagram stories. I don't think anything has ever been so popular. (laughs) So people seem to really enjoy that content. And at first it was embarrassing, but then I was like, you know what? Everybody has a draw. I just have a whole house. And it's just lucky that there are things like cupboard doors, you know? If you walk into my house, you can't tell that I'm messy. Everything looks tidy, but then you open a window, not a window, you open a like cupboard door and it's like, dun, 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 there it is, mess. And although I seem like I'm a super organized person, which I am, I'm not organized with physical things. Like my desk at work always has a thousand documents on it, but I do know where everything is. So it has been some teething issues this week. I'm not going to lie. I'm like reaching for things and I'm like, oh, I put it in a new spot. It was somewhere tidy. Where is it? So I haven't been able to find things, but I'm doing a good job so far about putting things back instead of just like when I try on outfits in the morning, just throwing it on the side of my bed, I'm hanging things back up. And you know what? I'm proud of myself. So that's what I did on the weekend. I also went to dinner during the week with my friend Ash, which was really nice. I went out to lunch with my friend Lang. That was nice as well. It's just nice to go somewhere and have someone cook for you and then clean up the dishes. Because I live alone and I've been cooking three meals a day since isolation, I was just like, oh, I just wish I had a boyfriend just to clean the fucking dishes, to be honest. And I know some of you are like, you think my boyfriend cleans dishes? He does not. And I'm sure, you know, that's not always the case, but 
just to have that one night off, you know. So going to a restaurant, having someone take it away and I have to worry about all the pots and pans I used, it was just a dream really. Um, what else have I gotten up to? Oh, the other thing I did on the weekend. So all my cleaning happened on Sunday and on Saturday I spent pretty much the whole day editing a video for my friend Belinda. So Belinda and I have been friends for 16 years and this week was her 40th birthday and I decided because it was isolation, she couldn't have like a big party or anything um, because well, at that point, like she could have had like a party with like, I guess 20 people. I don't know what the, the rules are, but a lot of her family lives, you know, interstate or her sister lives overseas. So she had all these plans. She was going to be in New Zealand as well. Then she was going to have a party when she got back. So it's kind of been changed to like a ladies lunch with eight people now. So I thought I'm going to do a video where I get all of her friends and family to, um, do like a video message and put it into like this movie that I made for her. And I'm not going to lie, there were some bloody teething issues. I said the words landscape to everybody, but what they heard was portrait. And I'm not sure if some people thought this video was going to be an Insta story, a 20-minute Insta story, but it was not. I was playing it on a television, so what I needed was landscape. So everybody that was over the age of 40 that sent me a video sent a landscape. And everybody that was under the age of that sent it portrait. So it is what it is. It wasn't as aesthetically pleasing as I would have liked, but, you know, I used the videos. She loved it. Um, And I spent most of my day on Saturday editing that. So fun fact about me, when I was, I'm like getting puffed. Can you hear that? It's because I'm like, like all worked up trying to like get the podcast done and speak by yourself. I'm like getting like running out of breath. Lord. All right. (sighs) Calm down, Courtney. All right. So fun fact. When I was like 14, 15, around that age, I started making videos for people and getting paid for it. (laughs) I don't think, I wonder if Aaron, my videographer, even knows this. I'm not sure if I've told him before. But basically, my mum and dad had friends who were like turning 40 and then people were having 18th birthdays and all that kind of stuff. And they would just give me footage and photos and I would make little videos for them for their birthdays, engagements and stuff like that. I didn't do that many, but I did do a few to get paid on the side and so that was a bit of fun. And so I kind of, you know, it was a bit of a throwback to those days when I was editing the video. And just on that, I taught myself how to do that. So originally it was iMovie and then I upgraded to Final Cut and I used to edit videos for clients as well a few years back before we had Aaron, our videographer. And I just taught myself that. So if you think like, oh, it's so complicated, it's really not. You can go on YouTube and bloody, you can Google anything. You can find a tutorial on anything. So if you are paying someone to edit really basic videos for yourself because you think you can't do it, or you're not filming things because you think you can't do it, trust me, it's really simple. There's so many people, you know, like how many young kids there are out there on YouTube editing videos. If a kid can do it, you can do it. You just have to like look at a video and copy what they do. It's really simple. So that's my little tip for you. So that was basically one of my first jobs, making videos for people. How random. I hadn't really thought about that for a long time. Anyway, let's get stuck into this episode. Oh, actually, I will let you know this weekend I'm going away for Belinda's birthday. And um, I'm, I surprised her with a two-night stay up in Brisbane. So I'm really excited about that. She loves Brisbane City. I personally am not a fan of Brisbane, but she loves shopping and just like walking around and <sighs> window shopping. She loves window shopping. There's nothing I hate more than window shopping, but I think she also 
intends on buying a few things. So I'm fine. Like if you want to go into a shop and you want to buy something, I'm fine with it. But if you just want to look around, I don't have time for that. It's not my thing. I'm not like girly like that, I suppose. You know, on top of that, I hate getting my hair done. I hate getting my lashes done so I don't do it. I don't like getting my nails done. I hate any of that girly kind of stuff. Like going to my hairdressers, I hate that. I know some people are like, oh, my God, I love that. We're also getting massages this weekend, which I am excited for, but I also have never had a massage in my life that I've actually enjoyed. I hate massages. I don't like being touched, to be honest, and it's never the right pressure. You know, they're like, is that all right? I'm just a little lighter. How about now? I don't want to say lighter still, so I just say yes. And then my body is sore for days because they've, you know, massaged all those muscles and I'm in pain. I don't want to say anything, you know. I feel like I am an assertive person in certain things, but when it comes to a massage, I'll just say yes to whatever pressure you do and then I'll regret it for the rest of my life, you know. That's just the kind of person that I am. All right, moving on from what's been going on with me on to today's fire starter. And the fire starter for today is another one from Beyonce. And I really was like, oh, I shouldn't do two Beyonce's in a row. But you know what? Nobody hates Beyonce, so, you know. It is what it is. It's just the perfect song for today's episode. And today's song is Formation. So the lyrics that are resonating with me, okay, ladies, now let's get in formation. I slay. I see it. I want it. I strut. Yellow bone it. I dream it. I work hard. I grind till I own it. That's what we're talking about today. Productivity. So I thought like, ladies, let's get in formation. Let's own it. So that is the fire starter for the week. Formation by Beyonce. All right, let's ignite today's topic, my top productivity tips. So I actually plan on doing a lot of episodes on topics like time management, organization, productivity. I really wanted to sit down and think about, you know, long-term how this podcast is going to work. And so what I thought I would do today is talk about my top productivity tips and then Um, just sort of give you an overview of all the different things that I do. And then in separate episodes, go more in depth into each topic. So for example, today I might say, you know, time blocking is something I do to be productive. And I'll talk a little bit about what time blocking is, but then I'll do a whole episode in depth on what I do for time blocking. Because if I went in depth to everything today, we'd be here for bloody ever. So I just thought that this is probably the best way to give you a quick overview of the things that I do and then the ones that sort of resonate with you the most or that you want to know the most about, we can go into at a later stage. So that's where we're headed today. All right, let's get into it. Number one on productivity is a to-do list. You must bloody write everything down. I find that that is the best way for me to operate. When I used to be... um, younger and I had just like a normal job, I didn't write things down. It was like I I could remember all the shit that I needed to do, to be honest, you know, go shopping, party, you know, but I didn't write that stuff down. But now that I have like basically three full-time jobs and now I have a podcast and I have all this other shit going on, I have to write everything down because it's, I can't, I can't trust my brain to remember every single little thing that I have to do. So I write everything down and then that way I know that I can rely on my to-do list to let me know what I need to do next. And the other important thing about a to-do list is that you need to make it visible. I find that very important because sometimes it's like out of sight, out of mind, and then you think like, you know, you finish 
doing whatever you're doing, a task, and you're like, oh, your memory kicks in. You go, oh, I know I need to do that as well today. And then you just start doing it, but you didn't refer to your to-do list. So you then forgot, oh, this was actually more important. I was supposed to do that first. So I always have it visible. I actually have like a little um, book holder, I guess you could call it, from Officeworks. And it's like a little stand that you can put your book in. It stands at sort of like upright or sort of facing you so that it's next to my computer. So at all times I can just look at my to-do list and I know what's next. I have little boxes next to the tasks. I tick them off and do it as I go. Next up is prioritizing. So it's all well and good to have a to-do list, but it's not helpful if you've just got a list of like 50 things on it. And then every time you were to do something, you're like, well, which will I do next? It's important to sit down and figure out what are the things I have to do today? What are the things that have to be done this morning? When I have my to-do list, I spread it out over the week. So it's like, I know that this job is due on Thursday. So I'll do that on Wednesday. It doesn't need to be done on Monday. I can do something else on Monday. And I prioritize like from the most important to the least important things that I can do after hours. That's another thing that I look at because I have to work after hours. I have a lot of shit to get done. And so what are the kind of things that I don't need to be in the office for? Then I prioritize that to do that at night, you know? So for example, um, my podcast, I do that at night sort of in my own time rather than while I'm at work. So last night I spent time prepping for my podcast while I was watching TV. And I like to, I like having TV on at night because it makes me feel like I'm not working because I work till quite late. If I just sat at a desk at home all night working, I would feel as though I'm like, oh, I worked all night. But when I'm sitting in front of the TV, just writing some notes and it's like, I'm relaxing on my bed, just with my laptop watching TV. It's just sort of background noise. I don't feel like I'm working as much. Other things I do is when I'm searching for photos for Instagram for some of our clients, I can quite easily just scroll through Instagram while I'm watching TV at night rather than doing that at work. When I'm doing captions for Instagram, that I do sitting at my desk at work because I can't be watching a TV show and writing captions at the same time. It needs my full attention. So that's how I prioritize as well. I try to figure out what is the kind of work I can do on weekends. I can do at night. You know, for you, it could just be your nine to five. And, you know, if you operate best in the morning, what are the most important tasks that you need to prioritize in the morning? Because that's when you're the most creative or that's when you're the most alert. And by the time you get to four o'clock, maybe you're not as alert as you were. So you need to do the more like mind numbing tasks at that point, you know, so it's about prioritizing. Another thing that I have that is a big thing for me for productivity is a diary. Now you can have physical or you can have an online diary, but for me, it will always be a physical diary. And that's where I put my to-do list every day. I have Monday, all the things I have to do, Tuesday, all the things I have to do. And it's literally just a list. My diary is not times. It will just say like Monday, schedule for James Cosmetics, do quote squares for this podcast. Um, you know, prep this podcast, whatever it is that I'm doing, it'll be literally a list boxes and I just tick them off as I go. And that's where my to-do list lives in my diary. And that's how I use my physical diary. Now for my appointments, that is where it's my actual online on my computer. So if I have a meeting at 11 o'clock, that will be in my Apple calendar. And that's what that is. And my to-do list is a physical list in my diary. So they're two very different ways that I use them. Some people use their diary for both appointments and lists of to-dos, but I, I hate looking at a diary and like, 
11 I have this and then at 1 I have this. There's a big gap between there and it's like that was just a waste. (laughs) So I put everything in the computer and then that way as well I can access it at any time. If I'm home, I can see what my appointments are for tomorrow. If I'm out and about, I know what I need to be back at the office. So I can have a look at that anytime. Also, it's a joint calendar with all of my staff. So if they need to do something with me, they know like, oh, Courtney is in a meeting at this time. I can't see her then. Or if they know I'm going to be in a podcast, so they're not going to be able to see me for the whole of Tuesday morning because I'll be podcasting with, you know, whoever. So it's a joint diary that we have so everybody can see what I'm up to. And I can also see what the staff is doing with meetings as well. The next one is scheduling your day. Now, I haven't ever really, I didn't do this until maybe late last year. I always just had a to-do list and I'd just sit down and do the to-do list. But then when we started the podcast network, all of a sudden, I was having to sit in on people's podcasts for hours at a time when I couldn't do any work other than, you know, produce the podcast. And my job before that had always just been a desk job. Like Sam was the one who owns the business with me, my brother. He was the one that went out to client meetings and he did the travel and all that kind of stuff. And I was just in the office at all times. So I could do, I could just work through my to-do list quite simply just sitting there the whole time. However, now that I have like, you know, a lot more meetings, I meet with the staff a lot. I have all these podcasts, which are big blocks of my time. I have to manage the rest of my time a lot better and I have to make sure I'm super productive in that time. So what I actually do now is I schedule in my day where I'll say from nine till 9.30, I'm doing X. From 10 till two or whatever. Not that I would never do that big a time. I'm, you know, I'm in podcasting, whatever. Then after that, I'm going to focus on this. So I've one, had a look at my to-do list, figure out what the priorities are for the day, and then figure out when I'm going to do those priorities. And so that is what really works for me. And I don't do it every day. Some days it's just like, just get shit done. You're not podcasting, go through and do everything. But when I've got a lot of moving parts, I find that I have to like schedule in that time to say at this time, Courtney, you need to be doing that. And I find it holds me a lot more accountable. Like if I look at the clock and I'm like, oh, it's 1.30. I'm not supposed to be doing this now. I need to do this other thing. I'm a bit behind. It kind of makes me hustle a little bit more. And I'm sort of, I fuck around a lot less. You know, I'll be like, guys, who watched Big Brother last night? Did you guys see Married at First Sight? And I do that a lot less when I'm like, nope, nope. I'm on a schedule. At 1.30, I have to start this social scheduling. Or at 1.30, I have to write up this you know, press release or whatever it is. I never write press releases. I'm not sure where I said that. I used to do it, but not anymore. But um, you know what I'm saying? Like it kind of makes you hustle a little bit more. And then it's like, okay, well, I need to fit my lunch in here somewhere. I always eat lunch at my desk, but I have to find time to actually make the lunch, you know? So it's like scheduling my day, I feel like makes me more productive and hustle a lot more. If I just have a list of things that I have to do, then I'm just like, oh, I'll just do the next one, whatever. And you don't ever feel like urgency. The minute it's like your deadline is 1.30 to get this done, then you have to move on to your next task. You feel that sense of urgency. So scheduling my day really works for me. Time blocking is the next one. Now, I'm not going to go too in-depth with that because I will do a whole episode on it. There is also a whole thread on my highlights and my Insta stories. But time blocking is basically just the art of doing nothing but one task. (laughs) So basically, you'll say for the next hour, all I'm doing is... 
I don't know, like I'll just say, say social scheduling because that's an example of shit that I do constantly. So I'll say all I'm doing for the next hour is social scheduling. I'm not answering my phone. I'm not replying to texts. I'm not checking emails. And it's so that you do that one thing really well and then you can bang it out and you're done. Because sometimes, although I'm a huge advocate for multitasking, there are some jobs that you just cannot multitask with because you just don't ever seem to get anything done. And social scheduling is one of those things for me. It's like, if I don't time block this, I'll check an email, I'll talk to the staff, I'll get up and I'll grab my lunch, I'll grab a snack, whatever it is. And then it's the end of sort of like, you know, it's taken me an hour and I've scheduled three posts. Whereas if I had been like, no, Courtney, I let the staff know, I'm in a time block for the next hour. I sit there, I bang it out and I've, you know, I've scheduled 10 to 15 posts, you know, so it's a lot more productive. I don't time block all of the time, but when I really need to be super productive and really control my day and take charge of that to-do list, if I'm getting behind, I do time blocking. So if you want to know more about that, you can head to my highlights, but I will do an episode on it. But the basically con- the basic concept is you choose a time and you do nothing in that time frame apart from the one thing that you've chosen to do. The other thing that I do is I write everything down. Do not trust your memory. When you are a really busy person, you might have a really good memory. I do have a good memory, but sometimes when you're really busy, things slip out, you know? So when I'm in meetings, I write everything down, you know? So if Sam says to me like, oh, I think we should make these changes to the website and I'll get it, I need it by Thursday. And so he's just said three things and it's like, I can remember those three things, surely. But I write it down anyway because just in case by the time it gets to Thursday, I'm like, what did Sam say last week that he wanted from the website? It was three things. What were they? I've got so much other shit going on that I'm trying to remember and stay on top of that I don't want to have to rely on my memory. Do you know what I mean? Like, So I just write everything down so that I don't have to worry about thinking like, oh, don't forget this, don't forget that. And on top of that, if I ever think to myself, you know, like, oh, I have to send that email today. Don't forget to do that. I I just don't rely on my memory. I will email myself. Don't forget to email George. And then when I get to work, I'll see an email from myself saying, email George. I'm like, yep, excellent. Writing that on my to-do list. Whatever it is, whenever I think of something, I write it down straight away. So it's really important, especially when you're in meetings or, you know, if someone like your boss walks up to you and they're like, oh, hey, Courtney, can you make sure that you do this, that and the other for me by Friday? Yeah, sure. Write it down. And then the other important thing when you're working with productivity is knowing what each of your steps are. And this is something that I wasn't very good at last year. And then in December, I sat down And I had to make a very considered effort to figure out exactly what I was doing. So what that meant was I would like have this, I'd write notes on the back of this notepad and then I'd write some notes in my diary and then I'd email myself some notes and have some stuff in the notes app. But then also I wrote some stuff on this little post-it and then I wrote something on the back of this paper. And then it's like, Sam told me that I had to make changes to the website where were they? Where did I write those down? Is it the notebook? Was it in my diary? Is it on a post-it somewhere? Was it on the computer? Did I type it somewhere? And I was forever like, I know it's somewhere. And I was going through loose things of paper, looking on the backs of paper. I wrote it down somewhere. And I was like, I can't keep operating like this, Courtney. Like you've got this rule that you need to write everything down. Great. But then you don't know where the fuck it is. (laughs) So 
I sat down and I figured out what each of my devices and each of my like notepads and whatever is for. So this is what I do. My diary is for my to-do list. My online calendar is for my appointments and my notes app are for my notes. So I have an iPad and I have an iPad pencil and I write every meeting that we have, I write all of my notes in there. So whether I'm on my laptop, my iMac, my iPhone or my iPad, all of my notes are synced. So at any time, if Sam says to me, like Sam out lunch with Sam, he'll be like, oh yeah, remember that meeting we had about high smile, high smile. What was that thing that we had to do? And I can just grab my iPhone and check my notes because I was finding on the weekends or at nights, if I forgot to bring my notebook home or if I forgot to bring home a thousand post-its that I have scattered all over my desk or that random piece of paper that I wrote something down, I didn't have any of my notes. So I have now moved to all my note-taking happens on my iPad, in the notes app, using the Apple Pencil. And I just write it because I actually like the, the... I like the process of physically writing things rather than typing things, but you can type directly into the notes app too, if you'd like. And that's how I keep, and they're all in folders. So I have stuff for like Spin & Co. I have James Cosmetics. I have She Was The Fire. I have personal stuff for my grocery list. Um, you know, I have all the, I have Spin Studio. So I have all the folders sorted and I can find my notes at any time. So for me, it's like my to-do list is in my diary. I've got my, um, my appointments online. And then I have my physical notebook, which feels like it's physical because it's an iPad, but actually it's all electronic. So I can access it at any time. So once I figured that out, then that was a game changer for me. I'm so much more organized because now it's like, I know where everything is. There isn't all this other bullshit that I'm trying to like find and figure out where it is. It's like, if I'm going to write something down, it has to be in the notes app. And there are other apps that you can buy for Apple, um, for iPads, for like note taking things. But I find the notes app is free and it's super simple to use. And I think an Apple Pencil is like, I don't know, like $150. And it does seem like it took me a while to like, it's a pencil. I can just get a book. But now that I've actually done it, it was really worth the money. And a couple of my other staff have done it too, because they find note taking on the iPad to be so much better than a physical notebook as well, because it's with you at all times. All right. Next things for productivity is knowing when to multitask. Now, this is a trap I fall into all the time because I am a massive multitasker. If I'm cleaning, I've got an audiobook playing. If I'm driving, I have a podcast playing. Uh, you know, if I'm searching photos for Instagram, I'm, you know, watching TV at night and I'm massive at multitasking. But then there are some things that you just can't do while you're multitasking because you do both things badly. So for, for example, if I'm working, I cannot play a podcast. Absolutely not. Because I'm not listening to the podcast and I'm also not writing or doing my work very well. You're doing both things shit. (laughs) That's basically how it works if you're multitasking with the wrong tasks. But when I'm cleaning, I can clean and take in an audio book at the same time. So those things are fine. I can drive and listen to a podcast at the same time. So those things are fine. But when it comes to actual work during the day at the office, I just listen to music. And if I have to really focus, the music has to be instrumental. So it can be classical or I listen to movie scores a lot. Hans Zimmer is my favorite. So I can do that. 
and then I really can really focus because sometimes I find if I'm really trying to focus and there's music playing with lyrics, I find myself like singing along. Have you ever been driving and you're trying to find like a street name and you have to turn your music down because you're concentrating on looking for a street name? That's what it's like for me when I'm working. If I'm really trying to concentrate, then I have instrumental music on and that's when I put on in the headphones. We have just music playing in the office generally that's just sort of like background noise and that's fine. But if I need to concentrate, I can't have my headphones in and then have, you know, like Taylor Swift singing in my ear because then all of a sudden I'm breaking out into bad blood and that's, yeah, that's bad. That's bad. So you have to know when to multitask. So as I said before, I save certain jobs for the evening. So I know that I can watch TV and search for Instagram photos at the same time and I can take in good photos and I can also take in the TV show. So I do both of those things at the same time because I know I can do them both well. But there are plenty of things that you cannot do at the same time as something else and multitasking can actually, that's when mistakes happen. I used to have staff that would listen to podcasts while they were working. I'd receive emails from them and they would make no sense because they would accidentally type words they were hearing. So have you ever done it like your staff member Steve walks up and you're like, oh, yeah, hey, Steve, da, 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 he's talking. You type an email to someone, hit send, and then you realize you said, hey, Steve, instead of, hey, Julia, in the email because you were talking to Steve. I don't know any Steves or Julias. I'm not sure why I use those names. But have you done that before? I have done that many times. And it's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I was just talking to my work colleague, Steve, and I accidentally called you, Steve. Sorry. That's happened to me many times because you just can't multitask sometimes. So it's really important that you sit down and you assess what your abilities are with multitasking and what you can actually do. Because sometimes when you multitask, it seems like you're saving time, but you have to redo things because you did them so shitly that it actually takes you just as long anyway. Another tip for productivity is being realistic with your timeframes. If you're not realistic with your timeframes, you are setting yourself up for failure. Always think you need to take a little bit longer than what you're anticipating. So for me, it's like, oh, I must get 10 posts scheduled. That'll only take me an hour, but I'll set aside an hour and a half. And then if I have extra time up my sleeve, brilliant. I'll move on to my next to-do list. There's no harm in that. If you finish a task earlier than what you anticipated, then that's bloody brilliant. But if you're trying to hustle and scramble to get something done because you've set yourself a timeline, it wasn't achievable, then that's when you're going to produce shitty work. So be realistic with your timelines. And that was about me sort of, I did a lot of um, timing of myself with things. So I sort of assessed like, Courtney, you need to do 10 posts. Just do it. Did the 10 posts, had a look at how long it took me, did that a couple of times and realized it takes me X amount of time to do posts. So next time when I have to do 15, I times it by that. And I've kind of honed my skills now for how long it will take me to do different things. You know, like, after podcasting a few times, I realized that for an hour's worth of content, certain podcasts will take an hour and a half to record. Other podcasters that I work with might take two hours to get one hour of content. And so it's about like leaving that extra time because then if I only set an hour and a half for those people who take two hours, 
I'm like hustling them. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. Let's move on. Let's go, go, go. And it doesn't produce a good podcast. And then the rest of my day is completely behind because I only assigned an hour and a half and then I hustled them, but it took an hour and 45 and now I'm behind by 15 minutes and I've got to make up that 15 minutes somewhere. And then you're constantly feeling overwhelmed. You're feeling stressed and it's just setting you up for failure. So make sure that you be realistic with your timelines. Next up is make time to plan. Every Sunday without fail, well, not without fail, that's a lie. Let's not exaggerate. (laughs) I usually will sit down of a Sunday night, have a look at my week, big picture. I'm looking over everything that I need to do and then figuring out prioritizing where I want when I need to do things, when things are due, putting them in their place, making sure I've got time to this, scheduling in the time to get it all done, figuring out my appointments. Having a look at it all, I also have a lot of staff, so I'm kind of just double-checking important things they have to do. Do I need to remind them to do things? Do I need to set aside time to have one-on-one chats with my staff? All of that, I'm looking at the bigger picture, and then that's when I start to write my to-do list and form everything. So I do that on Sunday always. And then every morning or either at night, I'll plan the next day. So on, if, say, for instance, like this morning I got in at like 7.30, I sat down and planned out my day. The other day I was knew I wasn't getting into work till 8 o'clock and I had a podcast at 8, so I planned the night before. So I know that a lot of people have this mentality that's like, I do work during work hours you know, like I only get paid nine to five, so I'm only doing nine to five, but then you're always feeling stressed and overwhelmed. Just take 30 minutes out of your Sunday or a Saturday or Friday, whatever it is in your own time to plan your week. And yeah, sure, you're not getting paid for it, but it actually will help you feel less stressed, less overwhelmed, and you'll feel more productive. And it's 30 minutes. You know, I understand that it feels like it's for your employer, but it's actually for you. You know what I mean? Like I know that I am an employer, so it's all well and good for me to say that, but I have been an employee many, many times and I've always treated my job like it was my own business. And that's how I continued to get promoted, promoted, promoted because I was always a go-getter that was on top of everything. And I was, you know, I was doing things outside those hours. If you have a mentality, like sure, if you work in hospitality, you're not going to stay back two hours to, you know, waitress. That's very different. I'm talking about jobs where it's like, you know, you have to-do lists of things that you have to get job done, you know, like office work kind of stuff, you know, like I'm not expecting if you work at Glassons just to stay an hour after your shift to keep putting clothes on the rack or serving customers. Like that's obviously ridiculous. I think everybody understands what I'm saying with the type of jobs we're talking about. But the time, making the time to plan is setting yourself up for success And so you have to get out of that mindset that's like, I only get paid for these hours. That doesn't show that you have initiative, that you're a good staff member. If you had a team member, say you owned your own business and you were paying someone your, you know, cold, hard, hard earned, not cold, hard, hard earned cash. I work my butt off to then pay my staff. They work their butt off for me and that's how it works. That's great. But I have a staff member here. I don't have. If I had a staff member here who walked in every day and was like, you know, now I'm going to figure out what I have to do. And they're just always a little bit behind because they're stressed. I've got so much going on. It's like, well, are you making time to plan your day outside of work? And that shows me initiative, you know, that they're really trying to do their best. So remember that even though it might be like, oh, I don't get paid for this 30 minutes. If that's a mentality that you have, you'll always be at that same level in that job. You know what I mean? If you don't go above and beyond, you're never going to go above and beyond in your role. 
you're never going to grow. You're never going to be better. You have to change your mentality. The reason Sam has been successful and I have been successful and our staff that we've had here for the longest, the reason they've been so good, we've been good, is because we've always treated every job like it's our own business, whether it is or it isn't. We always give it our all. I don't know how to go to a job and half-ass it. Why would I bother? You know, so figure out what your mentality is. Make time to plan. It's 30 bloody minutes. You can afford to do it. Know what works for you. That's my other big tip. Everything I'm saying is great, but I have taken years to hone this. You know, like if you looked at me 12 months ago, I wouldn't even be doing some of these things. I didn't know what time blocking was. I wasn't using my iPad for my notes. And I was still a very organized person because it does seem like no matter how chaotic it is, I can always like seem to rein it in and like get things done. But once I've figured out what works for me, that changed everything. And that's about self-management versus time management. So time management is like when you have the ability to plan and control things, like you're scheduling things in, you're controlling those hours and you're effectively accomplishing those goals. But self-management is avoiding you know, the pitfalls of what makes you stressed and feeling overwhelmed and, you know, not being able to prioritize and those kinds of things. So it's like, it's all well and good to be like, look, I have this, this to-do list organized, but if you don't actually know what works for you, then you might also be setting yourself up for failure. So for example, if I was to put my to-do list on a computer, I would appear very organized and I'd be like, yep, my to-do list is on the computer. Excellent. But in actual fact, the, the actual process of me writing my to-do list and then ticking things as I've done them actually helps with my stress levels. It helps me feel in control. Typing something into a computer and then deleting it once it's done does not make me feel in control and does not help with my stress levels. So I have to know what works for me with my self-management. And that's a really important thing with productivity. Another one is to make sure that you're being productive and not busy. When I used to work as a waitress, there was a guy there who was one of the managers and during a busy period, he always seemed to have a sweat up. We're all really busy, but he always seemed like, whoa, you know, we'll, we'll call him George. He, he, oh my God, he's always so busy. He's got everything under control. He's always hustling. But then when you stopped and look what he was actually doing, he was doing unnecessary things. So he was like moving one chair from one table to another and then kind of moving it back. And he was just always appearing to be busy but he wasn't actually being productive. Nothing that he was doing was actually advancing anything. He was just doing things for the sake of doing it. So have a look at what you're doing. Are you just looking busy and appearing to be a hustler or are you actually being productive? Another one that's really important is being flexible. And that also ties into my very final one, which is keep reassessing. So the day is going to be a shit show. You know, that's going to happen. And if you get so stuck in your way, That is a recipe for stress and feeling overwhelmed. So for instance, one of my staff, she was doing time blocking and I, during isolation, she actually came over to my house because she was feeling overwhelmed a lot with her workload. And I said, well, your workload hasn't actually increased during isolation. So let's actually have a look at why you're feeling so stressed and overwhelmed and why you can't get your work done within the nine to five. So she came over and I assessed what she was doing. I was like, take me through your day and your plan. And I realized there were a few little things that could be tweaked. And I said, what you're doing is you're setting your entire day up. So you're going at Monday at nine, I'm doing this all the way through to like at 4.45, I'm doing this. And I said, I don't do that. I only plan my morning out. And then once I've achieved that, that's when I then reassess 
and then I plan my afternoon out because things are going to change. Things are going to go over time. You know, meetings are going to get thrown at you. Your boss is going to walk out and say, now I need this done urgently. And if you're so stuck in your schedule you and you've, you've nailed down every minute of the day, so it's like, oh, well, this is going to take an hour, but what? So then I'll have to stay till six because I have to do everything else in its specific place. You've instantly feel overwhelmed and stressed because you aren't flexible. Your calendar needs to be flexible. So I'll just say, Sam says this is urgent. And I'll say, okay, what on my list can be moved to tomorrow immediately? Because I know I can't cram that all those jobs in. So I need to figure out what's going to move. And I'm constantly reassessing throughout the day. If I'm getting behind, if I'm getting in front, I'm reassessing what is a priority. What is something I can move to tomorrow or what's something I can get from tomorrow and do today now that I have some extra time up my sleeve? You've got to be flexible. You've got to be moving with it. You've got to keep reassessing. Never get stuck in your ways and be like, sorry, I can't do that today because I'm fully booked. You know, I mean, there are some jobs, obviously, like, you know, doctors and things, but you have to stick to your schedule, but you have to be flexible. Even doctors, like, has a doctor ever run on time? No. So you have to be able to just be reassessing and flexible at all times. And once you do that, you're going to feel less stressed because you know that you can adapt quickly and you have processes in place for if everything goes balls up, that you can quickly shuffle and go with the pace. So those are all of my top tips for today for productivity. As I said, I'm going to go into them all individually in other episodes. So let me know in, just slide into my DMs, go over to at She Was The Fire or you can go to at Corny Mangan and let me know which of those topics you'd like me to delve more into. Delve, dive more into. All right. Next segment, attitude of gratitude. And today I'm actually really grateful for the fact, the age that I grew up with technology. So I kind of grew up right on the edge of being able to like not use computers and use computers. So I see people a couple of years older than me. Actually, I see a lot of people my age and it's like, oh, I don't know how to edit. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. And I'm really grateful that I grew up, I think it was because I had a younger brother who was quite technologically savvy that it just forced me to think outside the box a little bit more with technology. So for example, if you get a new phone, you can pretty much like, you don't read a manual. Like you, you, we all forget how to use an iPhone pretty quickly. You know what I mean? It's pretty self-explanatory. But then when you give it to your parents, they want a lesson. You know, they're like, oh, I don't know how to use this. How would I do it? And it's like, they don't have that intuitive thinking with technology. So I'll say to my mom, you know, like, well, what do you think you would do? I don't know. It's like, well, let's just, you can't break it. Let's give, let's give it a go. If you wanted to start a text message, what do you think you would do? And that's kind of, it's, you know, it's annoying and I hate, I'm sure my mom hates it when I do that, but it's like, I'm trying to, I do it with my staff as well, where it's like, what do you think the answer is? Like think intuitively with it. It's like, I think I grew up at a time perfectly just on the edge where it was like, you think outside the box and you know, you can figure out things. Like if I get a new program, I like mess around with it and have a look and fiddle around. I'll look at a YouTube tutorial if I can't figure it out. But I would never say like, can someone show me? You know what I mean? Like I can just figure it out myself. And that's sort of come to light to me a lot recently with a few people who have asked me to help them with things. And I think, wow, I'm actually really grateful that I grew up at a time where I was taught to open my mind to technology so that I think in a way where it's like, I know that I can figure this out on my own. 
And that's just a really random thing that I'm grateful for today. And this week's thought of the week before I finish with you is a quote from John Roan. And it's either you run the day or the day runs you. And I thought that was very um, fitting for the productivity chat that we've had today. Anyway, that is it from me. I will be back next Tuesday. I'm not sure what's going to happen with next Tuesday's episode, actually, because I'm... I have a very short week coming up and so I was going to try and do a bonus app with the court report. So I was going to try and bang out two episodes for you because I did a poll on my Instagram and everyone voted that they wanted a recommendations episode as a bonus, but I'm just not sure if I'll get time to two episodes next week. So moving forward, it probably will be a bonus app, but next week it might just be a standalone. So next week probably will be an episode on all of my top recommendations. So Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'll be back every Tuesday with a new app. But in the meantime, to keep up with me and follow along with what's going on, you can follow me on Instagram at Courtney Mangan and at She Was The Fire. Also, if you would rate, review and subscribe to this podcast, it would be extremely helpful and I would be very appreciative for you showing your support. So thank you so much. I will see you next week. Bye.